Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Hey, let's celebrate real quick before we jump in uh, today. We had someone give their life to Christ this past Wednesday night. Come on, somebody shout. If we're not seeing people get saved, then uh, we might want to reconsider what we're doing. Uh, if you're not seeing people saved around you, not just in the church, but you being the church, then we, we need to have a talk and, and work through some things because we should expect and see God to move through us. Amen? We're called to be uh, the church. We celebrate that. So, hey, anyone ever been to a football game? Right? Maybe a high school game, a uh, college game. Bunch of y'all are going to go to Bucks games now because there's all this hype about it. Well, maybe. Who knows how they're going to let us go. I don't know. But yeah, so, so many of you know we're very vocal about this. That my family, we are big Florida Gator fans. Come on, where are the Gators at? Come on, yeah! All right. Anybody else, you're praying for your salvation. Um, just saying. But, uh, but yeah, so, so every now and then we get to go and, and enjoy uh, a game. We get to go... Um, Check that out. I know uh, Eric gets to go quite often. He has season tickets. And he's offered those to me every now and then. I haven't taken them up on the offer. One day, man, uh, you're so generous. So thank you for leading the way in your generosity. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so we, we like to go every now and then to games. And, and if you've ever been to a game, what do you do, right? Okay, you cheer. Yeah, you cheer for your team. And, and, and it's really cool. I don't know how, because I've never really been in a whole lot of stadiums. But I know when you're in, 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 in Florida, you know, in Gainesville, in the swamp, it's electric, man. It is, it is kind of cool. I wish all those people would get saved and shout to Jesus like that, because that would be awesome. But, but it's like electrifying. It's like, man, you can feel it. Your hair stands up on your neck. And well, I don't have much back there. But, um, but anyway, you know, it's, it's just like everybody's like cheering on their team, and, and we're all wearing the same colors, like orange and blue. It's a sea of orange and blue um, everywhere, and it's just, it's just really cool, right? You, you, you know, you try to fit in. Um, it's really uncomfortable if you sit to someone who's a, an opposing fan. We had that happen one year. Um, we got to go uh, to one of the four state games, but it was in Gainesville. It was at home. And, and, and we sit, uh, my uncle has season tickets. He's an alumni, so every now and then they'll, they'll give them to us. And so we're in, like, the alumni section, but here's this, like, lone Florida state fan. And it was really awkward. I said, we don't allow that in downtown. On that chalk in here. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was really awkward because we're you know we're cheering and then and then we're booing and, and this guy's doing the opposite and it was really and it was really weird. He was like photo bombing our pictures. We're like, get out of here, guy. What are you doing? He was kind of a young guy, maybe a college student. On the, later on, we found he was just up in the wrong seat. He was up there just being a punk. Uh, because another guy came late to the game. He's like, yeah, I caught this on StubHub. Uh, and I'm like, man, this guy was here. He was that guy. And he did a punk, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's really awkward. I don't go to away games. I only go to home games. I'm sure not going to go into Tallahassee in that environment. It's, just, it's hostile, right? It, it, it's comfortable when you fit in, right? It, it, it's comfortable when you're with everybody and you're, everybody's looking the same and it, you're, you're sounding the same and you're, it's comfortable, right? Spiritually speaking, we are not called, though, to, to kind of form in and line in with everything else, right? Spiritually speaking, we are called to stand out. 
And if you've been with us the past couple of weeks, we've been in a series called Different. Because I believe God is calling us to stand out in this world that we are in. In fact, it's been that way uh, since he created our things. We were called to be different than the rest of the world. We are in the world, but not of it, right? And so we, we talked last week about having different values in an unholy culture. And so this week, we're going to talk about how you are different by design. It was the way that God made it to be. We are called to stand out and to be different from the rest of the world, right? You guys okay with that? We are called to be different. And not just different, just in, and let me say that not different in like weird, you know what I mean? Like we're wonderfully weird, but not like, you know, because there's some weirdos out there. But, but I mean, different in that we, we don't act like the rest of the world. We don't sound like the we, we, we don't talk like the rest of the world. We don't act like the rest of the world. When situations come our way, we respond differently in those situations. And we are called to be different for God's purposes here on this earth. The church has been to change the world. How many of you knew that? You know, if we weren't called to just come in and sit in the pew and, and, and sing our songs holy and, and just enjoy God's presence and then that be it. God has called us to change the world. In order for us to do that, though, in order for us to make a difference in the world, we have to be different. So we can't blend in, we can't do what everybody else is doing. We have to be different. You are different by design. To fully grasp that, though, you need to understand who you are, who God is calling you to be, whose you are. You need to understand. It's a matter of identity. So God is going to call you to who you are before you understand what it is that you're supposed to do. Right? You, you need to understand who you are so then you understand what you need to do. But I feel like there's a problem in the church, not our church, but in the church. I think there's an identity crisis in the church today. I think there's an identity crisis for a lot of Christians because there's too many that are still trying to teeter that line of the world and just what God wants. You guys see that anywhere? And we're not called to do that. We're not called to be in the middle. We're not called to be lukewarm. We're not called to see how much of the world we can hold on to while still trying to be holy because that doesn't work. God has called us to be separate, different than everybody else, right? So I want to help some with that today. If you're watching online, what is up? So good. So glad to have you tuning in today. Feel free to drop a comment below if you are, are tuning in today and just say, hey, and check in with us. And feel free to comment throughout the message. But we hope that this speaks to you today. But, but, but I feel like there's some Christians with an identity issue today. We are called to live different. Holy, set apart. Last week we talked about being holy, for God is holy. Different God is different. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 2 if you have a Bible today. Last week we were in 1 Peter chapter 1. If you remember, we talked about Peter is talking to a persecuted church. Uh, there was this very evil ruler named Nero who was persecuting the church and, and, and had this very, uh, you know, Hate, just hatred toward, toward the church and was often persecuting them. And so, uh, you know, Peter's trying to encourage this early church. And not to mention, uh, there's just, you know, when Jesus came and, and he died on the cross and he rose again, and then we see everything happen with the birth of the early church at the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit poured out. Everything was different because now it's not just Jews who are called God's chosen people, but now it's all people are able to come to the Lord. And be his chosen people. We are adopted sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. Amen? And, and, and so everyone is, so everything is, is kind of different. Now, so Peter's trying to help this early church understand that this is who you are. And this is what you're called 
to do. And so I want to help the church today uh, with that, if we can. First Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 4. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering uh, spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people. Someone say chosen. chosen. You are a royal priesthood. Someone say royal. royal. Someone say priesthood. priesthood. You are a chosen royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. You are special. You are special to God. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Jesus, we love you. We thank you that we are sons and daughters of you, the most high. That you do call us special. That we are different. But God, we have to, we have to act like we've been saved, Lord. We've got to act like we've been called to this royal priesthood. There's a particular way you want us to live. It's right here in your word. It wasn't just for the early churches, for all who would believe to, still to this day. So Lord, speak to us, change hearts, change minds, God. Lead us closer to you today, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You are called to be different, different by design. We talked about this last week, though. There's this tendency that we have to fit in. Right? We desire not to be different. Deep down, if we're not careful, we tend to just kind of blend in and, and fit in with the kind of the, the go of the flow um, often in our life. We, we desire not to be different sometimes, but God is calling us to be different. You are different. You are a chosen royal priesthood. Peter uses a lot of Old Testament language here. Talks about that, you know, Jesus, the, the, the chief cornerstone, and then he's talking about a royal priesthood. He's using all this Old Testament language. He's talking to both Jews and Gentiles here in this moment. He's going from, hey, Israel was God's chosen people, they to us now. We are all God's chosen people, all that would believe. And there's this shift that's happening in his language, right? There's this shift. We are all called to be this chosen royal priesthood. You are chosen. Chosen in that you are chosen by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Chosen that God said, I want to save the world through my son for all who would believe. Now, it's up to you whether you choose to believe that or not. But he chose to send Jesus to this world to die for you and for me. You are chosen. Chosen and redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Now, look at verses 7 through 8. We just read it. I want to look at it again. Now, see, you who believe this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble. Sounds weird, doesn't it? That causes people to stumble in a rock that makes them fall. They stumble, check this out, they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they are destined for. This, this speaks to Jewish culture in that the, the, there was much tradition and culture and this just rich heritage in, in the Jewish people. 
And many of them were not willing to give that up to now accept Jesus. This Messiah that was promised to them for so long was right there in front of them. And they missed the Messiah because they wanted to hold on to what they knew for so long. They wanted to hold on to the tradition. They wanted to hold on to that culture. They wanted to hold on to what was normal and comfortable to them. But Jesus came and he changed everything, right? But that's, that's what he does in our age. He changes everything. But they weren't, they weren't willing to give that up and they missed the Messiah. If we are not careful, we will miss the Messiah too. If we are not willing to give up things that are comfortable to us. If we're not willing to give up things that, that we deem as sacred that aren't really sacred. You hear what I'm saying this morning? If we're not willing to give up the desires of, of our heart and our flesh because it's comfortable and it feels good, if we're not willing to give, we can miss the Messiah ourselves. Amen. If we're not willing to give, then if we're not willing to give up what we feel like would make us feel good and make us feel happy, then we can miss the Messiah as well. So we have to be very, very careful that we don't miss the Messiah because we want to hold on to those things. Don't miss him. God is calling you to be different. Don't miss, don't, don't miss him because we're so willing to, to fit into the rest of the world. Because we feel like, oh, we might be persecuted. Jesus said that was going to come. Right? Don't, 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 don't miss him because you, you, you want to hold on to the, to the world on this side and try to, try to hold on to God on this side. It's not going to work. God's calling us to be different. Many of you, you have given your life to Christ and you are a new creation in him. Right? You are new and you are redeemed. You are set free. And, and it's hard to be different if we don't get this understanding of our identity. That you are chosen, bought with blood from Jesus Christ. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You are set free. You are royal priesthood. We say that a lot, don't we? You may hear that. You may have read the scripture. But what does that really mean? Well, that's a good question. I'm going to help you answer that uh, today. But you are chosen, royal and what Peter is trying to get these people to understand, because this was new to them. This is the early church. This was all new to them. This had just been for the Jewish people, but now it's being opened up to everyone. And the early church, they, they didn't have any precedent to this. This was all brand new. But Peter's trying to get them to understand, this is your new identity. This is who you are in Christ. If you don't have this, this great persecution that is happening from, from this emperor Nero, this is going to crush you. You need to understand who you are and who you are. Maybe some of you today need a reminder of who you are in the Lord. Maybe some of you today need a reminder of whose you are, that you are a son and daughter of the Most High. If you're watching online, maybe you need to be reminded of this. Maybe for some of you, you don't know this. And today is a great day to start. In fact, at the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept Christ into your life today. To begin that journey with him, to start this new creation, this new relationship, being redeemed, set free, this new identity. He was helping the early church understand who they were. But see, when you know who you are, it's easy to know what you're supposed to do, right? It makes it easy. Once you understand your identity, once we understand that, man, I'm, I'm chosen. I'm bought with blood. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a royal priesthood. I need to act differently, right? I, I need to change some things. In my life. If you know who you are, you can get through almost anything in life. If you don't know who you are, you're, you're kind of wishy-washy though. You're, you're back and forth. You're trying this thing or trying that thing. And any of those things are things that take us further away from God. God is calling you to be different.
different. And when we give our life to Christ, He changes us from the inside out. He transforms us. He makes us new. He makes us different. Different in our words and in the things that we say. Different in our actions and how we live this life. Different in how we respond to difficult situations. Different in how we respond to difficult people. That's hard. But that's God. He's calling us to be different. He's calling us to be different in our thinking. Listen, you can't say that Christ has changed your life if you're not really changing anything in your life. Right? And that might offend some of you. I'm not saying it to offend you. I'm saying it because it's a big deal and you need to change that. You need to fix that because you're only fooling yourself. You are different. Ephesians 4 1 says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. To live a life worthy of the blood that Jesus shed for you. To live a life worthy of being called a royal priesthood. You are different. Look at someone and say, You're different. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were different. Just kidding. You're different. Different not because we're better than everyone. Right? Different because we are made new in Christ. Different because we are now given a new authority in our life. Different because you stand in a new place through Jesus. Your life was headed one direction. How many of you remember that? That direction you were headed in. Some of you are like, I'm trying to forget it, brother. You were going in one direction and Jesus came in and changed everything and now you are going in a new direction. Some of you might say you got your life interrupted. That's a divine intervention is what that is. Because God has got something different for you. It's different what the world has for you. What the world has for us isn't going to work. The world has nothing for us. Many have tried, and it's only drawn them further and further away. Nothing will satisfy like Jesus. Come on, somebody. You were going one direction. Jesus said, no, I got bigger plans for you, my friend. I got a different life for you. I got a different path. I got a purpose for your life. You are different. Um, Haley, long before we got together uh, in high school, she was dating this guy and she had given her life to Christ and it was all new. And, and she was dating. There was nothing wrong with their relationship. They, uh, you know, they, they had a, a decent relationship. They had fun together and, and um, you know, had a lot of things in common, but she gave her life to Christ now, and she knew that that was going to be an issue in the, because they were now going in two different directions. And she had to break up with this guy. He may not have understood it. it might, that might be weird to someone else, but she knew she had to do that for what God was calling for. That there may be some things that you're going to have to do differently now as you give your life to Christ. There may be some relationships that need to change in your life. Not that you got to cut ties completely with people, because I believe we are in the world, not of it, but we need to be in the world to win the world. Well, you might need to change some relationships. Young people, you might need to change who some of your really close friends are, because they're, 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 they're going to draw you away who God wants you to be. There may be some things, some habits in your life that need to change. Maybe you need to shift some of the worldly habits that you have and take up some holy habits in your life. Because that's the direction now that God is wanting to take you. There may be some things that need to look different in your life. Maybe it's some places that you used to go that need to change because they're not, they're not places that God wants you to go anymore. Some of you used to tear the club up back in the day. But God called you away from that life, right? 
And some of you used to hang out in the bar all the time, but God's calling you away from that guy. He wants you to do things differently. You are different. Things are going to be different. If we're going to make a difference in this world, we have to be different. And the church has been called to change the world. That is what God is purposing. He's always used humanity to change the world. He's always spoken through men to be able to change the world. So we're going to have to be different. You are chosen. You are a royal priesthood. Let's talk about what that means for you. Royal priesthood. Those are two different things. Being royal, being priest. Those are two different things. They're two different things. But a royal, they're not going to act like everybody else. Right? The royals are always dignified. Crown on. Walk differently. Book on my head or whatever they, I don't know. I'm not reborn, so I'm plant city. <laughs> no, I'm not reborn. And they're going to walk on day to five. They're going to carry themselves different. They're going to speak They're going to speak eloquently. Right? They're going to act like everybody else, the common folk, so to speak. They're going to act like everybody. In fact, if they go into town amongst everybody else, everybody's going to kind of straight hey, clean up. <laughs> That's how you guys do when company comes to your house. Come on, clean up the toys. People coming over. Oh, hey, we got clean bathrooms. Hey, people coming over. You don't clean bathrooms any other time. And when people come over, everything gets clean, right? Come on, we got clean up. And, and, and so the kid comes to town, and you're going to straighten up a little bit. Right? You have been called into the kingdom of, of God. You are sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. You are, you are now royal. And we're not called to be like everybody else. And again, it's not because we're better than everybody else, because we're all sinners. We just we come to this uh, realization of who our Savior is. But we're different. We're different. The priest, the priest was different than everybody else, right? The, the priest couldn't go around acting like everybody else. Right? One of the duties of the, the priest uh, was to go into the Holy of Holies in the temple. And only he could go in there. And he was to go in there on behalf of the people and offer sacrifices to God on behalf of their sins. And only he could go in. In fact, he would have to prepare himself because he couldn't have any impure thoughts going into the Holy Holy. Or he might die. That was already, in fact, because of that, he would tie bells on his feet and a rope on, on him so that if something did happen where he died, they could pull him out without having to actually go into the Holy Holy. It was that, it was that intense. Aren't you glad we don't have to do that in church today? But they had to do that. That was, he had to be different. He was, he was set apart because of his calling, right? When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible tells us that that veil was torn. It was symbolic in that we don't have to do that. Jesus died for all sin. For all that we believe in and offer their sin. He, he died. He, he paid that sacrifice once and for all for sin. So that we, we can go through him. The, the Bible says we can go boldly before the throne of grace. Now guess what? You are the temple. You, you carry the power and presence of God where you can now lay hands on the sick and see them healed, right? You can now uh, encourage people and speak the word of God and speak the truth of God's word into people's lives. Now you are priests. You are royal priests. That's who you are. That's who God is for. And it's going to be different than the world. It's going to be different than everything else. Guess what? Royals and priests, you had to be born into those family lines. You 
were going to be a royal, you had to come up through that, the family line. If you're going to be a priest, it was a, a, a particular group of people that, that you had to be born into. Here's the deal. When we give our life to Christ, excuse me, when we give our life to Christ, we are reborn. We are now born into the kingdom of God. You are chosen royal priesthood. You. Each and every one of you. And we're called to be different. You are a son and daughter of the king. You now carry a different authority. Wherever that you go, not just in church, wherever that you go, you carry a different authority. You are in a different place and we can't act like everybody else. You're different. You're different by design. And this is why we can't expect those that aren't saved to act like they're saved. Because it's a different thing. It's a different level. We've become born Again, so here's what happens when you are different. Culture's going to say, hey, do what makes you happy. But remember last week we talked about God's more concerned about you doing what makes you holy. Right? It's different. Culture says, hey, just take care of you and yours. But God says, listen, give. Give, sacrifice, serve others. You've heard it often said that Jesus didn't come for a title. He came with a towel because he, he uh, washed the disciples' feet. He's called to, to serve and not be served. And, and we're all to be that as well. Culture would say, hey, listen, hook up. Hook up. Have, have fun. Go out there and experiment with your sexuality, right? What about what God said? We're supposed to be pure. We're supposed to say, hey, you know, what happened to that virtue? A state of virgin until we're married. And then being faithful when we do get married. That's different. I know, I know maybe young people, your friends maybe aren't doing that. And it, it's okay to be different. Right? You don't have to be like everybody else because you're called to be different. Everybody out there is wanting revenge about everything, but God is calling you to forgive and turn the other cheek. I know a lot of times, yes, we need to, to share the word of God and we need to, to speak and use words, but, but there's going to be times that we need to convince people with how we live. We're going to convince people with how, how, what, what kind of fruit we're producing in our life through the Holy Spirit. You don't always have to be on the defensive. But sometimes defense is, is a good offense. There's going to be times, yes, when we need to defend our faith, absolutely. But you're going to have to know what to what you believe if you're going to do that. Let's just be honest. But man, we need to live out our faith. Lead the way with irrational generosity. Be spiritual contributors and not spiritual consumers. Know what you are for and not just what you are against. Let's be generous. Let's live righteously. Let's lead the way in love. Peter continues on in the chapter 3. I would encourage you to read this whole book. But in, in, in verse Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, he says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults. Go remember that we're being persecuted heavily. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. How, how many of you have done that? Someone's gossiped about you, done something to you, said something. Don't get mad at me. The Bible said it. Pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. It's normal in our world today to curse those that curse us, to hate those that hate us, to re get revenge when we've been done wrong. But it's, we're different. 
Many people argue like, we're, you know, we don't have to follow the law anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Grace actually, grace takes us a little bit further. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. Pray for them. Pay them back with a blessing. You're called to go the extra mile. If someone asks you for a shirt, give them a whole, buy them a whole outfit. Right? Fit them up. They ask you for a dollar, give them ten. I don't care what they end up using. I'll use wisdom, pray about it, but come on. Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. We naturally drift to fit in them. There's this pull, this tendency Try to fit in with everybody else. But we can't. We are called to be different. When I was a kid, worship team, you guys can come up. When I was a kid, uh, we would go to the beach a lot. We, we would go, that would be our vacation just about every summer. And I remember, that, I don't remember how old I was. It's a very vague memory, but I remember getting caught up in an undertow. Because we always, we always tried to body surf, gone, even though they weren't very big waves because it was always the golf way. Every now and then you might get, and, and, and I remember getting caught up in an undertow, and, and it was really scary. And someone had to, to, to pull me out of that. If we're not careful, we can just kind of go into the current of the world and what it's saying and what, what they're doing. And, and, and instead of us leading the way in the world, the world oftentimes is leading us. We need God to pull that out of us. We're called to be different. You are different by design. You are a chosen royal priesthood. And you're not just different to be different. You are different to declare. Go back to verse 9, verse Peter 2, 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are different so that you can tell other people how Jesus has changed your life. Each of you has a story. God has called you uh, out, out of all kinds of different stuff in the room. And he wants you to tell people how Jesus has changed your life. You are different to declare. You are different to declare God's goodness. You are different to declare God's word. You are different to declare the promises of God to the world around you. Each of you has a different sphere of influence. I'm not in y'all's school. In fact, they probably won't let me in your school. But you guys are in your school. You have friends. You have people that, that you can reach that I can't. There's people. You have different jobs all around the room. And if we're all about the business of God and reaching the world around us, we should be seeing people get saved left and right. We should see people getting healed and touched by the power of God left and right. We should be winning souls, right, Moses? Amen. Come on. You are called different to be the light in this dark world, different to bring heaven here on earth, different to carry the power and presence of God wherever that you go. The world needs to see Jesus, and they need to see it in you. In fact, you might be the only Jesus that some people get to see in this lifetime. Be Jesus. Be the light. Be different to declare. What does that look like when there's chaos all around you? You have peace because of the Holy Spirit. And it causes people to question. It causes people to say, hey, what is different about you? Everything's crazy, but you're just going to chill. What's different? And then boom, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Different. When people look at you in awe and wonder because you choose to forgive, 
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.